0: Coming up on Total Access, The Locker Room. I played with a little
1: bit of a diva quarterback. All right, his name is Eli, you guys may have heard of him. Yeah. He had this thing about me being a little bit of a sweater. I had a little bit oh. of a sweat problem. He's trying to throw the ball and it's just, it's it's a water balloon. Poor little Eskiba would be sitting there with a fresh pair of pants ready. And he would be in a full lather by the time it was done because he wrestled on my size 14 cleats yeah. trying to get the pads over. He had the worst job in, in, in football that year.
2: Welcome to NFL Total Access the locker room. I'm Michael Robinson joined by former head coach Brian Billick. Coach, what's going on, big dog? Hey, ready to go for a championship weekend? Let's get it. We're going to let you guys in on what players and coaches really talk about inside the locker room. Today, it's all about life as an NFL center. Sean O'Hara, our resident center at NFL Network, Sean O'Hara joins us. And, of course, Coach, you know he has plenty of locker room stories and the movie references. I mean, he can go all day on movie references, Coach. Uh,
3: Yeah, and and it's, it's always great talking with Sean. And the fans are going to get a chance to hear about the very special and intimate relationship and i mean intimate between the quarterback and the center in the way they have to deal with one another
2: let's bring in one of my favorite people in the whole wide world first of all coach the band is back together right game day first our group is back together numbers and angles band we're back together we welcome in former nfl center sean o'hara sean what's going on brother
1: Mike Rob, Coach Bill, it's always a pleasure to be in the Beat Lab with you guys. Uh, I'm so impressed that Mike Rob finally got the name of the name show right. right. I right. Know. It's only been a few years <laughs> and a few Sunday mornings. I know it was early. It was an early cup of coffee yeah. for everybody. Uh, yeah, we had some good times on game day first. And numbers and angles, man, we had some platinum hits. So there I think it's, it's only appropriate that we're back on tour.
2: That, that's what's up, Sean. And, and first of all, guys, I have to say to both of you, uh, it was my first time being with the national, being with the uh, NFL Network, and you guys definitely welcomed me in a great way. So thank you for helping me get a start in this business. But Sean, we start every podcast with a locker room thank story. You for the okay? music. Yeah, <laughs> we start every podcast with a locker room story. Come on, brother, NFL Center. I know you got plenty of locker room stories. Let's hear one of them from you. Yeah, Uh-oh.
1: well, you know the locker room people call it a sanctuary um you know they call it you know that that's the one thing you miss the most um you know when i think of the locker room i i think of you know the shenanigans you know uh-huh. i mean there, there's always that's kind of like that that was our place, players only. Coach, if you walk through the locker room, no, we start no. screaming, boop, 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 popo's here!" No. <laughs> coaches in the locker room. We yeah, we have some fun with it. So I think even the coaches kind of knew, like, "Hey, if you're going to go through there, beware. You might get a kickball thrown at you. Yeah. You know, you're getting shots or fire. You're that's kind of the war zone." Um, but I, I think you know one of my, I mean, look, there's there, there's a lot of cold tub, hot tub moments, you know, that, that are great. But um, you know, one thing that just kind of sticks out in my mind, you know, locker room wise um, is the the equipment guys. And Mm. I think that those guys are always such a big part of the team that nobody ever really knows about. They don't know what goes on behind the scenes, you know, during the week as you're building up for a game, if the elements are going to be a factor, how hard those guys work. Um, And then on game day, I mean, these guys are like Boy Scouts. They've got to have every single item, every buckle, every (laughs) chin strap. I mean, You never know what's going to break on an NFL team. So the equipment guys, they are overworked and underpaid. But you know this, you know, you spend enough time around these guys to know that they they're usually in the building uh, before it's light out. And then they're there till nine o'clock at night. Absolutely. So our equipment guys, you kind of you create yeah. a bond with them. Well, my bond with one of our equipment guys kind of went a whole nother level further. Uh-oh. And uh, Eddie Skiba, Eddie Skiba and his brother Joe Skiba were two big parts of our locker room and Eddie Wagner was our, our, our head equipment guy, but Eddie Skiba inherited the ungodly task of changing my pants at halftime.
2: No. Now
1: people you might actually- want, you know, <laughs> oh, look, yeah. I know, I know playmakers had a big show about what goes on in the halftime locker rooms. And, um, you guys know, look, the, the halftime is quick. I mean, it's yeah. it says 20 yeah. minutes, but it feels like 10. So, I mean, it, it happens real quick. You got to do your business. Engage your Gatorade Bark. Get a couple of orange slices. Listen to the coach, you know, with his, his brilliant halftime adjustments, right? Uh. Um, <laughs> and then... <laughs> the we gave up six sacks. Back, don't do that again. No, don't do it again. again. Yeah. Stop shooting ourselves in the foot. Stop <laughs> at the bad place. Let's play better. We got yeah. right? a tackle. Do everything, oh, brilliant. right? Um, brilliant. It's the, the raw speech. But so mind you, it's chaos in locker room. All this is going on, but I played with a little bit of a diva quarterback. All right, his name is Eli. You guys may have heard of him. Yeah. He had this thing about me being a little bit of a sweater. I had a little bit oh. of a sweat problem. So, you know, he complained like you know, especially in September when it's hot as you know what out, and all of a sudden you're just dripping, and it's like you know on a three step slant coach, he's trying to throw the ball, and it's just it's it's a water balloon, you know, and he's. So he's like what we got to do something so his idea was change the pants at halftime so sure enough i'd have to come in and ha- you know and i'd race to my locker and eddie <laughs> skiba poor little eddie skiba, would be sitting there with a fresh pair of pants ready and now mind you i spatted my cleats Coach, you know oh, what that is. Oh, you know yeah, you take yeah, oh. So the pants ta- weren't coming ta- tape, off. Oh. So that's why I needed Eddie. So I had to sit down on my stool, pull the pants down, and, and you guys know there's nothing under the pants. You got the jocks wrap and you got your jersey. But <laughs> pants are down. Eddie's helping me get my pants over my cleats because I can't take them off because they're taped on. So pants and they're sweaty. I mean they're dripping and soaking. I mean I'm getting it all over him and he's got it on his face. Oh my! Just, ew. Sweat everywhere. So pants are off, now he's got to take the pads off, put them in the dry pants, and then he's got to help me get the new pants over my cleats that are still sped up. So all this is going on while the whole team is running around and everybody's just like, (laughs) what is going on? I mean, you're getting all kinds of crazy looks. Uh, you know, Eddie would be in a full lather by the time it was done because he wrestling with my size fourteen cleats trying to get the pads over. So that was uh that that was halftime. Meanwhile, I'm trying to like, hey, throw me an orange slice, hey, throw me throw me a Gatorade. I'm trying to hydrate while he's doing all this. Uh, so l- let's just say when Christmas time came around, I ha- I had to break Eddie off a little something extra because that poor <laughs> guy, he, he he had the worst job in in,
2: in football that year. Yeah, he got your butt juice all over him, man. Ew. Ah. People think think
3: with all the gun snaps now, it's an evolution of style and strategy. No, no. This is a universal problem. I think quarterbacks got together and said, no, no, no. We're going to go to the gun. I'm not dealing with his butt sweat anymore across the (laughs) league. So it's not just shot. Now, we got a whole list of things we want to talk about because the whole world wants to know what its life is a center. But I do have one question. I want to get in first. And we all know that on game day, you got to be at the locker room two hours before game time. And when you're on the road, there's two buses. There's an early bus and a late bus. Yeah. You know, I always liked the late bus. I didn't want to get to the stadium too early. Linemen were always, not only were they on the early bus, you all usually took cabs <laughs> to the stadium. Yes. What do you yeah. all do sitting in the locker room six hours before game? I want to know what you all were doing.
1: Great question, Coach. <laughs> well, we were We were modulating. <laughs> um we we were, we were getting our minds right um you know look I, here's what i'll say for every 10 pounds that that you know that you over 200 pounds that's, that's an extra 10 minutes of prep time that you need so <laughs> the heavier you are the more time you need I think the, the big fail is number one, I love to shower before the game. So I, I wanted to oh. get my hot tub, cold tub, get the contrast in there. And the one thing that you knew and depending on where you are playing, but if you went to a dank stadium, they probably had one hot one tub, cold in, tub. And yeah. then maybe one cold tub next to it. So it's like, if you're not first, you know, you may be 10 in line by the time you get there. So you know, I was always an early bus guy. And then Man. also... There were times where i rode with ryan keel he was our long snapper and ryan keel and jeff feagles would go early too because they wanted to get a workout in ryan would go for a jog around the field field would do the same thing they you know they were kind of older like coach and so they wanted to get the sweat <laughs> before the sweat you know it took a while to warm up so i know that was a big factor but uh yeah get in there early you know i never liked being rushed so on game day you have routine you know you gotta you gotta i like to go through the whole program make sure you you saw all all the players everybody so, you know, you kinda of, once you say you're like read your newspaper, right, coach, you that's
3: know, you right. Gotta get up,
2: read the newspaper, Good. get your oh, constitution
1: going and,
2: uh, and you're ready to run. Well, what were you, Mike? You early bus or late bus? I was an early bus. I took a, I took a cab over. I got over before the trainers. I was over there with the equipment staff. Um, Isaac Bruce was one of the first guys to kind of let me go down that road. He used to take a cab over even in away games. Like he would set it up with the coach that, they would allow him in the stadium like four hours before we even got there, man. It was it was unbelievable. But Sean, it's something to that to that routine and just not being rushed on game that that's something. I think it's a blocking unit thing. I think the guys on the outside, they like to just get there. They're Ferraris. They don't want to warm up. They just want to go, right? Yeah. We're we're in the block. No, they're not hitting nobody, man. They want they're built for yeah. speed. They just want to go. But Sean, I, I kind of want to get into the mindset of a of a center, man. Like i played every position in my life except center. Like, I've played guard before in Little League. I've played tackle before in Little League. Defense, defenders, all of those things, but never a center. Why are centers so weird, bro? Like, I can't lie to you. I I played with Eric Heitman. I played played with Eric Heitman in San Francisco. I played with Max Unger uh, in Seattle. And every last one of them are, like, the smartest, weird, big guys that I've ever met in my life, man.
1: You know, it's funny, I think as an offensive lineman, when someone calls you weird, you wear that like a badge of honor, you know, it's like we are comfortable in our weirdness in, in, you you know, coach, I know you've had some, 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 you know, some woodchuck centers and woodchuck offensive alignment in your day as well. You know, I think centers are, are, are a little bit of a different breed just because. You really have to, you gotta do so much before you even snap football. And to be mm-hmm. honest with you, I, I love that aspect of it. The physical aspect of the game is great, and you and you love, you know. Look, I, people ask me all the time, what do you miss about playing football? I miss knocking people on their ass. That's yeah. what I miss the most. I miss the violence aspect of it. I mean, I, I got paid to kick ass like that. It doesn't mm-hmm. get any better than that. I, I miss that part of it. But the the mental aspect of Right, what's this defense trying to do? And and third, of the week preparing like a quarterback. I, I think probably the most fun I had playing was learning from the quarterbacks that I play with. And all right, how do you see this? How, how are you seeing that defense? What do you know? Quarterbacks read defenses from the safeties to the front. As a lineman, we read it from the front to the back. So. You know, I'll come up and I'm trying to see, all right, how many down we have? Is this a three, four? All right, this is a three down. So I know three down. Here's what the protection's going to be. I'm thinking about all that stuff before I even touch the football. Um, all right, we got three down. Hey, look, I know that's DeMarcus. We're over there. He is not a linebacker. Yes, you he is a down. lineman. Pretend like you're dropping. <laughs> you're a down guy. We're going to treat you as a down guy. So it's four down. So these are all things that I'm going through in my head and I'm telling everybody around. So I, I love the aspect of it. it it's, it's all of us in the core. Look, I I made three Pro Bowls. I wouldn't. I should have never gone to a Pro Bowl by myself. You know why I went to a Pro Bowl? Because I had two ass-kicking guards. Rick Soiber, mm-hmm. Chris Snee, those guys made me a good center. And I love that part of the O-line mentality. And I think if you look around the league, the best O-lines are, are the, the groups that have been together the longest and play the best together. Individually, mm-hmm. you know, people talk about our Giants offensive line from 07 and 08. And how we had, you know, we were so good. We started 36 straight games together. So that continuity yeah. allowed us the non verbal communication and allowed us the next level thinking uh, that we took to the line of scrimmage. So uh, I think that's a big part of it. But being a center, you know, I think yeah. you, you've got a little bit of a sense of humor too, because you know, you, the guys get tired of the same calls all the time and you tell them <laughs> what to do all the time. So you've got to find different ways to boss them around and keep them entertained and you don't lose your audience. So I think there's that part of it. But look, centers also, we've got a little dirtbag in us. too. And and uh, you you know, Elvis <laughs> coach, you, you coached with Elvis. Um, now I'll never forget um, his center at Michigan, um, Steve, uh, Steve Everett. You know, apparently he relieved himself while Elvis was under center. You're lying, and, uh, bro. It, my he, biggest he, fear. he did it while he was in the huddle, and, and Elvis thought it was sweat. And he was like, Man, you were sweating. And he's like, No. <laughs> <and> he's <sweat>. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you got to be careful because sometimes yeah. the weird can get a little bit weird. <laughs>
3: You know, I, we used to do – I don't think people uh, – it's interesting you brought it up because I don't think people really appreciate that relationship. Certainly it's got to be a close relationship because you deal with each other on every snap. But that metal, we used to have a you know, you believe it, a quarterback center meeting once a week on mm. Friday to, and go through film so that the quarterback and the center – could and different teams do it. The quarterback will call the defense, the center will call the defense, identify the mic, all those things that you're doing. But go through because to make sure that they were on the same page. And when the quarterback might override the center, you know, that that, you know, we'd do that. And then the other thing jumped out. I've never had a center and I have some really good ones. Never had a center that wasn't a smart ass.
2: Yeah.
3: (laughs) it just was. He was always the first guy to say, Coach, why are we doing this? Uh, What what the the hell? Why are we? You know, he was the first one. And the team was counting on it because they'd go to the center and say, hey, ask coach why we're practicing on two, you know, that type of thing.
1: It was always the center. Yeah, you, you you know you gotta dupe the center. And once you get him on board, coach, then everybody will fall <laughs> in right. line, right? Like, hey, are you sure we're gonna is this on right, good? Yeah, no doubt about it. That's um, you know, we're we're thick as thieves old linemen, so we always travel on a pack. But that aspect of the game w- was something that was great because third down was always the key, right? So that mm-hmm. quarterback center meeting and, and Mike Rob as a former quarterback too, it's like, hey man, I gotta see what Mike is seeing. All right, so on third down. That guy is down. We're gonna we're treating him as a down guy, and we had that backer. Now you got a signal to the receivers, what they're doing, and who the other hots are. So all that communication before the line, it's got to happen quick because as you know, the the play clock's coming down. Uh, but I also liked we always had a quarterback center change period. They like to start off practice, oh, and yes. those ten minutes I always loved because quarterbacks calling the plays and the formations and those are the plays that we were going to be running later on in practice too so i would hear them two three times in that day before i even ran them so i kind of already knew like all right here's what they're looking at as an issue we're going to run ride 36 boss all right we want to run that two to the three technique this week you know last week ran it to the shaded nose this because they're running an under fin defense where the safety's coming in as the eight man in the box. We want to change it. This week we want to run it towards the safety. Last week we ran it away from the safety. And once you kind of hear that, you're like, okay, now I get the big picture. It helped me be a better player.
2: Hey, Sean, like, so I'm not gonna lie, I play running back. Everybody knows that. Play fullback was in on third down at times. And there were times where I'd have a guard or something totally bypass a defensive lineman to block a defensive back. Right. And I'm cussing his <laughs> butt out. I remember, yeah, yeah, you got him. He just put a little arm out there, but yeah. he won't block him, right? And, and 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 I remember uh being in Seattle, just Mf and one of our guards uh, at the time, right? And I remember Max Unger. I know it wasn't me- Hutch. No, it wasn't Hutch. It wasn't Hutch. No, no, no. But I remember Max Unger grabbing me by my right here, and I was a captain on the team, and he said, "Hey, look, I got." It was James Carpenter. Okay, he said, I got him. He's my guy. You don't talk to him that way. Okay, Max, I guess I'm not going to talk to your guy that way. Like, like why do centers feel so much ownership to their guys? You know what I'm saying? Like he said, that's my guy. Was there any guys on your offensive line um, that you felt that way toward? And why do centers feel that ownership over the offensive line like that?
1: yeah you know what it, it, it's great it's kind of like hey you know that's you know, when you're one of ours like we can yes. talk about us and each other any way we want but you know like if, if there's an outsider like hey you know he might be a jack wagon but he's our jack wagon like, you don't get the bad of so i think there's definitely some of that but it's also like you know you, you kind of feel like you, you you don't want too many people too many voices inside their heads now there's some alive because there's reality, already enough
3: going on can't as can't it is. Let anybody else tell
1: them what to do because they will be lost. Like <laughs> yeah. like they need they need single minded personness Otherwise they they get distracted. And I was like, scroll, you know like that. <laughs> i I think you know Max probably was like hey look i know my boy like i i can't have him being worried about all sorts of stuff we've got to like find a way to streamline some stuff and and uh and mike you'll appreciate
3: this because i've never had an offensive lineman yet that that whenever you get into the critical situation in terms of reading like you allude to okay do we do we pinch down do we take the lineman who who's the free runner that the lineman always we, and, and they just go, well, um, yeah, we're not sure about that. Let the back figure that out. Yeah, no, uh-uh. let the back sort it out. Okay. Well, sure. well, now they got a better view of it. And they'll go, so we'll
2: just let the back figure it out, right? <laughs> that's, that's hey, yeah, that's that's BS, Sean. I've had that happen so many times in my life. And yeah. you know what? While we got you here, I wanted to ask you this one: like, how is it being able to read a defense only seeing feet? Yeah, I mean because I mean th- there's something to that, man. You only see yeah. hands and feet, and then the second level, you're just seeing feet run around, especially right before a shotgun snap. Could you kind of take us through the mindset right before a snap and seeing feet and kind of the anxiety that may go through a center's mind?
1: Yeah, you know what it kind of it kind of becomes a skill almost because as you're down in your stance, like you know you're straining through your eyebrows. Is that, see, is that, <laughs> is that safety been out of there? What's going on and you know, I'll be honest with you, there's times too when if you're playing a three-four defense, you got Casey Hampton. I remember him when he was the wow. nose guard for the Steelers for all those years. I mean, he would be right up on you. I mean, you knew exactly what he had for a pre deal. because you could smell it on his breath. And so, you know, it's like, all right, well, I don't know. What is the linebacker doing? I didn't even I can barely even see him. And then all of a sudden, you know, he blitzes through a backside A gap and you didn't even see him creeping because of this fat head right in front of you. <laughs> Um, so, there, I mean, there's all those challenges, and you got to kind of, like, what I always try to do was I'd put my hand on the, on the ball but not go down on my stance because defensive linemen and defensive players are taught, if the center's got his hand on the ball, be ready, right. Like, that's uh-huh. the cue for them. If center gets his hand on the ball, get down in your stance. Don't get caught sleeping. So if I wanted to see what they're doing first, I'd go, I put my hand on the ball right away, get them to, all right, now they got to line up and down and get in their stance. And, and once they got down, then I could see over them before I really got settled in. But the real kicker is silent count. When you go on the mm-hmm. road, that's one of the things, you practice it on Fridays, you know, they bring out the speakers and the crowd noise and you're trying to get used to all that noise. But you've also got to get used to, all right, hey, 52 is the mic, now I put my head down. And what if the mic runs out and switches with the wheel? Well, I got to uh-huh. trust that, that's why I can only be the one talking to my dudes, because now I <laughs> want some of them what's true. going on. I have to be able to hear their voice and they've got to tell me, In Super Bowl 42, the Patriots did it a ton. They would wait. They knew we were doing a silent count, too. So I'd put my head down, come back up, and then we'd do it again. They would wait for me to come up the second time. And then when I put my head down, they would move. So they would have a nose guard on me, and then I'd put my head down and slide over an A-gap. after the first year that i told my guards hey you guys got to talk to me so richie soybert chris knee would say he's in the gap, sean or hey he's over to your right side they would tell me where he shaded where the backer went so that that was a, a big factor in all that um you know the safeties and all that stuff like you know once you kind of see snap if they're deep you know all right i, I don't need to worry about them coming in but if the guys in the box and to that point you'd wash their toes if a linebacker's blitzing he can't help himself so look at their feet and all of a sudden if they're chopping their toes you know he's coming downhill if they're dropping they're usually flat-footed
3: yeah uh, i get before we go here because i got a personal point of privilege here When we were doing game day first it was great because because i'm an old guy you guys are young guys i get that when we did game day first, I knew that when we were done with the show, I knew what movies to watch because Sean would reference oh. word for word oh. lines oh. from every movie ever known. And I know, OK, well, here's five movies I got to go see because there's movies I've never heard before. You know, I know, Sean, where would that one come from? And he would know it word for word and I'd know what movies to go. watch. I don't have any, I haven't had anybody tell me what movies to watch, man. Uh,
1: you know what i if you were the guys who would have had me on the show too you know i could <laughs> have been a given list yeah. to watch throughout the season you know when, yeah. you, when you were bored and, and you know when you're done with your with all those books behind you but i think <laughs> uh you know, look if you saw old school if you saw step brothers i think you, you you'll be able to get by and and uh yeah coach i, I certainly miss uh dropping all those one-liners and your straight crickets you never you. great
2: <laughs> it was like who, what? Hey, Sean, man, thanks for coming through the show, man. Look, it, it's, it's always great to have the band numbers and angles. That's right, back yes. together, man. Always good, man. We got to get you back on for for another uh, episode, and that will do it for this episode of Total Access to Locker Room. For more insight with a locker room point of view, check out the latest episode every Wednesday and Friday on Apple and Spotify.
0: You go into your shower feeling